Welcome in. This is the Extra Points Podcast with the College Football Experience. We are the College Football Experience. My name's Gus. That's Will. And man, what a wild week two we had. We had some upsets. We had some blowouts. We had everything in between, man. But I'm excited to be back here on the Extra Point Podcast to break it all down with y'all and to go over our Pickums group. Will, man, what a week we had. Uh, yeah, man, it was it was good. Um, I think majority of us had a pretty good week. Um, uh, besides maybe a few of y'all, um, it wasn't necessarily challenging with the games itself. It was placing them is what I had difficulty with. Um, because we did have some big time matchups that we were just unsure of: Alabama, Texas, Miami, A and M. Um, mm-hmm. so it was a fun week. Um, excited for week three, but I know we're here to discuss week two and all the action that happened this past Saturday. But before we dive into all the action, I just want to say, man, y'all need to subscribe on YouTube, uh, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Look at the links. I mean, look at our beautiful backdrop we got down below, man. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, you can listen. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, like I was saying, at the College Football Experience and all the ads that you see below. And let's go ahead and take a look at the Pickums group. I can pull it up right here, man. These are the results from week two, man. You can see that I didn't have that good of a week when it comes to the total points, but... I went seven and three. Ouch. My boy Cody down there hurting, man. He's been struggling this week, but he is more of a against the spread guy. So he has to get out of the mindset, man, of, hey, this team can cover, but he also thinks they can win some sometimes too. So, but I think he's going to bounce back this week. Look at Logan. Look at Logan with the nine and one, 51 points the only game he missed was the texas a&m versus miami that's one game that everyone missed and we got the two-time champ will smith nine and one as well but of course he had he missed the texas a&m game and will you finished six you went eight and two with uh is that 58 oh no is that 46 or 48 you have 46 points so that's a really solid week it it just stinks that you go eight and two, but you miss some of the higher up games. The, yeah. the, that's just the pickums, man. That's just yeah. the pickums for you. I missed my four and five, I believe, and mm-hmm. I went to bed in the lead. Um, fell yeah. asleep in first place and woke up to finishing fifth. <laughs> so yeah. because i think everyone had auburn in the late slot but cody i well i think cody and one other person may have had the auburn game wrong but yeah that's yeah cody had a cody had the worst week i think i've ever seen dude him having this hard of a week on himself that's honestly more impressive than what logan did because it's hard (laughs) to get that many games wrong I mean, yeah, it's it it's it's extremely hard to get that many games wrong, man. But that's a pickums. They just chew you up and spit you out. Sometimes they are ruthless. They are relentless, man. It is time to break down some games, though, man. Texas comes into Tuscaloosa and trounces Alabama, thirty-four twenty-four. Man, Sark comes in and shows why he's one of the best play callers 
in all of college football. What were some of your takeaways from this butt whooping that Texas put on the tide? The line of scrimmage. Um, yes. I think they dominated the line of scrimmage um, on both sides of the ball. I mean, they they got to Milrow a bunch. I mean, he could never get comfortable in the game. Um their offensive line played well. I mean, they couldn't even get to Ewers whatsoever. Um, and then they had way more explosive plays in Alabama. I mean, Ewers throws a beautiful deep ball, and Jay, and former Georgia Bulldog, J.D. Uh, Mitchell, had a heck of a game. And um, Texas, just, Texas just was the better team that night. Yeah. Um, Alabama just they got some stuff to figure out. This ain't the same Alabama team that we've seen. I don't necessarily think the dynasty's over and freaking out like everybody else is. Um, because I want to see more of a sample size of it. Uh, but I definitely think Texas is a better team. And I'm not gonna say Texas is back because we know that big back. Big 12 schedule is weird, and we just never know. They might show up on a Friday night, play somebody and get beat, man. Yeah. You just never know. So, uh, I think the line of scrimmage was the big difference in the ball game, dude. I was so impressed with this Texas offense, and Sark finally has all the guys that he needs to do what he wants to do. He has so many. He has so many weapons on the outside. Quinn Ewers has has been able to develop. He has been able to mature. But it kind of like we were hoping that he has this whole offseason and saying, like, hey, can Quinn Ewers take this next step? And it looks like he did. He he went 24 for 38, 349 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. I mean, and they walked into Tuscaloosa. And do you remember when Alabama, when they were in, like, the early 20-teens, like, 2011, 2012, 2013, whenever they would go on the road and they would put a crowd to sleep and like they looked like they were the home team, that that's what Texas just did to Alabama. Like they went into Tuscaloosa and physically dominated them. Kind of sounds like it took they they took the crowd somewhat out of the game and they they just controlled the game like in like you were saying they got pressure on Milrow, five sacks, nine Tackles for loss. I mean, golly, they yeah they um they you were talking just simply whooped them. Yeah, you were talking about the crowd. Um, you know, this is one reason why we picked them to go to this game. Um, when we had to change the Ohio State stuff, uh, the atmosphere was incredible. I mean, we heard yeah. we heard that Friday that atmosphere was incredible. And um, I'm excited to go see this crowd. I hope they're up, ready to go. I hope they win the rest of their games till till Tennessee. They probably um, I, will. I hope I mean, they win till. I mean, I hope they beat Tennessee too. But I hope they win yeah. the rest of their games till then. So it's a meaningful game, so we can yeah. experience that atmosphere that was this past Saturday. Um, I know we wish we would have went to this game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> think we could have got some incredible film, but. Impressed with Texas. Excited to see what they can do the rest of this year. Let's see if they can make this playoff run um, and win the Big 12 before they head to the SEC. There's there's one more thing that I want to talk about when it comes to um, Alabama. And you've kind of already touched on it. Their offensive line, we heard this whole offseason, we're going to get back to murder ball. 
we're like we're gonna be three yards in a cloud of dust we are going to run it down your throats there's nothing that you're gonna do to be able to stop us and kind of early in the game they they were able to move the ball but then as the game kind of went on texas defense was able to adjust do you know alabama only ran for 3.1 yards of carry i mean yeah that was god that was disappointing their running back room just doesn't seem as good to me. Um, it almost – you would rather let Milrow just be the guy that carries it. Um, he is probably their more natural runner out of all of them. Yeah. If – if I mean, just based off of watching, off the two games I've seen him start and a few games I got to see him last year, mm-hmm. um, he, he just looks like a better runner to me. Man, this is probably the worst Alabama running back room Nick Saban's had since he's been there. I mean, they just they're just not producing. Probably. Yeah. They just don't have the dogs to carry it. Man, Colorado staying hot. They're staying hot. They they looked really impressive versus Matt Rule's Nebraska team. They kind of started off slow in the first quarter, but they were able to kick it up, winning 36 to 14. I was Jeff Sims makes me want to vomit when he plays quarterback. Like he really makes me want to vomit. Like he's he's yeah. so disappointing. I, th- I think if Nebraska had better quarterback play in that game, they could have like challenged them or at least jumped on them in the first half. Yeah. And could have been winning. I mean, um we kind of saw what a good defense can do to Colorado and that kind of stopped them. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what Colorado can do. Um, they got them another win. They're going to go over their win total. Um, yes. That What was that, three and a half? They're going to go three over it. Nobody expected them to win the first game, and then some people thought they would lose this game. Mm-hmm. So um, thought they looked okay. They didn't look as good as they did against TCU, but we mm-hmm. kind of knew this going into this game with a little bit better of a defense. Our um re- this is a rivalry game too so yeah you, a little bit of a rivalry game game and yeah and uh you know props to colorado and their fan base for showing up to their game and selling it out um i did see a lot of red though so yeah. let's see what happens when they play a team that doesn't travel well if they can sell out their crowd and and show up for dion and them um because I, I know mean, they got they got Colorado State this week, and then Oregon and USC coming up. So, mm-hmm. and I think they're at Oregon, and then they get USC at home. So that'll be super interesting. I was still impressed with the um, Colorado passing game because, like, they're going to be explosive in the passing game. But it's just, can you limit them? Because you're going to be able to stop them from running the ball. They they cannot run between the tackles. That's that's been obvious with within the first two weeks. So they're really gonna have to rely on pushing the ball down the field. But I but I think they've shown through the first two weeks that they have the wide receivers to do it. And I think they've shown in the first two weeks that they have the quarterback to do it. So that'll be interesting. But also everyone coming into the season was oh can can Matt Rule break his trend of having really sucky teams when he gets to a uh, school for the first year. And it's really not looking like that simply because Jeff Sims, Jeff Sims, they don't have a quarterback. He turned the ball over. I think he fumbled twice and he threw one of the worst interceptions that I've seen this season. I mean, just a super late ball on, on a little out route that he had no business throwing. He was staring the receiver down the whole way. 
I mean, just absolutely terrible. And I think in this transfer portal era, when you hitch your wagon to a transfer portal quarterback, your team's going to go as that quarterback goes. And I think that they just chose the wrong guy. And I think Nebraska fans are going to have to be going to have to be patient i think they know they're going to have to be patient but well look you've been in the dumpster bad for so long so what's one more year i mean that's what i was about to say you gotta you gotta hit uh you gotta recruit better the high school Mm -hmm. kids better you gotta find you a dude out of the high school so you can come and develop him and then Mm -hmm. go find you another transfer guy that you can come in and be successful Jeff Sims really didn't show us nothing at Georgia Tech. I mean, so I don't know what they were thinking. Obviously, they're better evaluators than me, um, so I can't sit there and, you know, say they did a terrible job evaluating him. But I I don't know. I probably would have looked around somewhere else and got me a different guy or at least got me two of them so I could have me a different option. But, I I mean, you never know. He might have – you know, he – he could have came out and balled out, but he just hasn't. You know, he just he's kind of yeah. bad. I mean, I think they were kind of looking at his intangibles and just kind of what he could be as like because he is a freak athlete. He can run the football. And I think they were kind of hoping that they could maybe put some pieces together and and kind of be able to elevate him. But he's only been there for a couple months so there's only so much you can do in that set time period so we can see we can see how nebraska does whenever they get into the big 10 play but that they're they're gonna struggle to make a bowl i don't see them at this point making a bowl because you had to go one and one in this stretch but but crazier things have happened do you think colorado can make a bowl yes now yeah yes I think they can. Um, it'll be fun. They need to. They're fun to watch. They're mm-hmm. they bring viewers. They bring yeah. people. They bring money. They, I mean, they are just. Dion is fun to watch. He seems mm-hmm. like he's fun to be around. His son Shador and Shiloh. They're fun to watch. And Travis Hunter is a dude. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see him New York before he leaves college football. I don't know if he can win it, he but I'd love to see him well. being. I'd love to see him be invited because I do think he is one of the best players in college football. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe he's going to have to score some touchdowns. He keeps dropping water. He keeps dropping touchdowns. He's going to score some touchdowns and he needs to return a few punts. Yeah. I I've, I for sure think he's a more natural corner than he, he is. He is a natural wide receiver, but he's just such a freak athlete and he has such good ball skills and such, awareness and he knows how to expose the cornerback position because he is such a top tier cornerback that he knows how to break them down from the other side of the ball yeah so so that team's going to be fun to keep an eye on Mm -hmm. and see if they can up i don't think they're going to make any significant noise in the pac-12 but i think they could upset uh, i think they could upset oregon i think they could up they could upset a USC or like an Oregon state or like a UCLA, but we also don't know because those teams are so much more developed on, on the line of scrimmage that, 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 that that I think they could kind of sell out to the pass and just say like, Hey, you're going to have to throw against eight (laughs) to seven guys in coverage. No offense to Colorado this week, 
But, man, the game day should not be there this weekend. Oh. You are missing the wrong Colorado game to attend. I mean, I don't know what the schedule looks like for Colorado USC that week, but that is the game you should have attended in Colorado. Mm-hmm. You you could have went to Gangsville this weekend and then went to Colorado for the USC game, and it would have been it's it would have been way bigger because they might be undefeated at that game. Maybe one yeah. one loss. I think it's gonna be one loss, but yeah, because I think still, really- yeah, I just I think game day's missing opportunity there, and you know it is what it is though. I know mm-hmm. why they're see, going. See, and and I think the way Fox did it, Fox did it right when it came to Colorado. They hitched their wagon to them early and say we are going to these first two games to go ahead and get this hype out of the way to to say hey so if so if they do suck we don't have to we don't have to worry about them and then if they're good then we can kind of ride the wave and now you have ESPN is kind of jumping on early i i honestly would have loved to have seen um college game day i would have loved to see them go to morgantown for the backyard brawl pit versus west virginia that's the first time that that game has been played there in years so i personally yeah. would have loved to see them go to that if game west virginia but with Pitt losing last week if west virginia was this much better they would they would have they would probably have went but west virginia is just and Pitt just lost it's just yeah eh. just it's not this a, isn't the right circumstances it, it's not 2007 Pitt west virginia it's yeah 2023 you know hey the 2022 version of Pitt west virginia was lit to start the season last year that game was wild Man, speaking of another wild game, Miami torches. I mean torches Texas A&M secondary to win 48-33, man. The 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 Canes were really impressive. I mean, that that they kind of had a little cold start coming out, but Tyler Van Dyke was so impressive throwing the ball down the field, really pushing the ball down the field and that that Texas A&M defense, which I thought was going to be one of the better defenses in the SEC, they kind of left a little, they kind of left a little meat on the bone, man. Yeah, it looks like they kind of ran out of gas in the game. Um, we got to see what Miami is going to be in the future. Yeah. Um, let's see if they can do this consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, props to them. They played well. They caused some turnovers. Um, you know, they started out the game with a they got their punt blocked and then Texas AM scored off the bat. You know, it looked like Texas AM's gonna win kind of in the first quarter, but we play mm-hmm. four for a reason. Yeah. And uh they just they just kept plugging along, kept doing their thing. And, you know, like you said, T V D just um he torched them, man, through the air. He did a really good job. Um, I was really impressed with their offense and like even though their stadium wasn't even half full, they were like loud. A little loud, they were, yeah. They, yeah, they were giving A and M fits. Yeah. Um, so I think if I was Mario Cristobal, I'd be like, "Look, guys, look what you can do. Imagine if we were full." Oh God, man, that dude. That, that 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 that'd be a tough place to play. Yeah, dude, it'd be a having really to tough, come down there tough place in the to play. Heat. I mean, dude, the, the old Orange Bowl Stadium. Right. With when it was full, dude, it was tough to play down there, especially right. especially in August, September. I mean, because it is so hot down there and the humidity is so high. Uh, but give props to Mario Cristobal. He's building something down there. They just need to give him some time. Um, he's recruiting. He recruited well this last cycle. 
this cycle coming up, they got some work to do, but uh, they're yeah. still getting some good ball players and uh, really impressive win. Don't know what's going to happen with Jimbo Fisher's future, man. Yeah. Um, you can't lose a game like that and uh, expect to keep your job any longer, especially you got Alabama coming up, you got Auburn coming up, um, and you know you got Tennessee this year. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see how their season shakes out. Yeah, um, I just want to stay on th- on this Miami offense for just a little bit. They scored a touchdown, four out of their five drives in the second half, and they had a kickoff return in the second half too. So, I mean, this was really kind of a tale of two halves. I mean, they, they looked so impressive. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, 21 of 30, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean – close to 400 yards this shannon dawson offense he he looked back to his 2021 tyler van dyke self and i'm so happy because i i want miami to be good just because that means there's so much there will be so much more parity in the world of college football and man kind of transitioning to texas a&m they they just didn't execute they really just didn't execute. They kicked way too many field goals in the red zone. I mean, they they were like fourth and one in the red zone with like in like the 15-yard line. And they come out of like a timeout and like they don't have everything situated and then they have to kick a field goal. They get in the red zone again and then they get a penalty, fourth and six, have to kick a field goal. And I mean – they just didn't execute when they really needed to. And this offense still didn't look as explosive as it should. I mean, they 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 only averaged 6.3 yards per pass. Um, I, I'm just wondering, are they running Jimbo's offense or is yes. this Bobby Petrino's offense? They are Plus. running because it it looks like they're running Jimbo's offense, but you just have Bobby Petrino's calling the plays. See. I think they need to run Bobby Petrino's offense. That's then the only reason like, you brought him in. Well, because I, I was about to say, well, maybe they're still learning Bobby's offense, but no, they're running Jimbo's offense. Yes. You just got somebody else calling the plays, and that's just – I mean, I know Bobby's a grown man, adult. He's been in football for so long. He can learn the playbook, but, I mean, just Hell. like a quarterback, it still takes time to learn those plays and what works and what meshes well and what and what your quarterback can do well. Um, right. They did look better, but yes. they got to clean up some stuff, man. They, I mean, you got to get your playmakers the ball more, and you got to stop turning the ball over so much. Yeah, um, you kind of set Miami up a bunch with that, uh, with fumbling a few times. And props to Miami, though. I mean, they were popping them. I mean, Bro, they, they were they coming were down hard. Those two safeties from Miami, the one that got hurt at the end of the game. Um, Cam Kitchens, he got hurt at the end of the game. They they were there's some big safeties. They were flying around all day long. Yeah, man, they played really well. Hey, I, you know I might not like Miami very much because we recruit the same kids, mm-hmm. but I like it that they're good. They can be good. That they can challenge Florida State in the ACC, um, and then we get a chance to play them soon. So. Yeah. I'm glad that they're going to be good again. Um, it's fun. It's good for college football, and it's fun to have, like you said, some parity. 
it almost seems to me like we're kind of going back in time when it when it comes to college football. USC is kind of coming back up. Texas is kind of coming back up. Florida State and Miami are kind of coming back up. Tennessee is kind of coming back up. So just goes to show that you just have to be patient. And all of all of this parody stuff is going to work itself out in college football. And the reason that I know that is because it always has and it always will. But that, that that's a rant for another day. Man, this team, this this final score in this Ole Miss versus two versus two two lane game, it's so deceiving. Like yes, it, is it is so deceiving. They are able to pull away late, but I really wasn't that impressed with Ole Miss in this game at all. Dude, they cannot tackle to save their lives. Their defensive line is not very good whatsoever. Um, they don't look like an SEC defensive line. They can't get pressure on the quarterback. No. Um, they can't tackle a soul, and they can't cover nobody. So no. this is going to be a long year for Ole Miss, and their offense is going to need to average 40-something points a game to win some ball games because yeah. their defense is terrible. And I was worried I was going to lose this game. So was I. I had, a, I had them extremely high. I had them at and, 10. Yeah. I was sweating bullets. <laughs> yeah. I was really worried about this game, and Jackson Darton just, just Dude, didn't impress me much. He just didn't impress me at all. He didn't play he, well to me. And he is a, he is the reason that they won the game. I know he is. He he had a pretty good little fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, Lane Kiffin's play calling um, got a little better throughout the game went. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, dude, that first half, he just he just wasn't impressing me at all, Jackson Darton was. and. Luckily, yeah. in the fourth quarter, he kind of showed up and played better. I mean, what you thought told it. I mean, I would be sick if I'd be sick if I was Lane Kiffin. They ran 2.5 yards of carry against Tulane. You're Ole Miss with the best running back in the country, and you're yeah. running 2.5 yards per carry. You go one of 13 on third down. You go do that crap when you go to Tuscaloosa in two weeks. Oof. I mean, oh, they're gonna blow them out, dude. If they play like yeah. this, I mean, they they did not look good. And plus, like you have everyone saying, oh, they went on the road to Tulane. You're all Miss. They're Tulane yeah. w- without Michael Pratt, without yeah, Michael Pratt, without their best player, without one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I don't give a hoot if he's in the G five. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Like they, they should have put this game away a lot earlier. Wasn't that impressed with Ole Miss? Oh, like I said, they had me sweat. I was cussing them for a minute. I was like, "Dang it, Ole Miss! You're you're gonna lose me my ten. And I think everyone had them. One or two people might have had two two lane really low, but I think hey, that would have been a heck of a pick if somebody picked two lane. I think. If Michael Pratt would have played, this this game might have been just a little bit different. I mean, because Ole Miss was only up seven with a minute 40 left in the game. Yeah. I mean, they kicked a field goal, and they got – I think it was a scoop and score. Scoop and score, yep. Yeah. He was about sack. to throw it. He yeah. was about to throw it, and they strip-sacked yeah. him, and defensive end picked it up. Yep. I mean, so this game was a lot closer than the store, score predict. 
like I said, whenever we were going over the SEC win totals, I don't think Ole Miss is going to cover that seven and a half win total over under. Man, Oregon, they were in a knockdown drag out like I was saying was going to happen. They were going into a hornet's nest. One thing that I didn't know is that all of the Texas Tech fans, whenever Texas Tech kicks kicks off, they throw tortillas on the field. Yeah, hmm. they they throw tortillas on the field. And I was like, why are they trashing the field? But they're like, and they're throwing tortillas on the field. That's a new tradition here. I'm like, okay. That's a terrible tradition. <laughs> I mean, because you got to hire people to clean them up, man. But yeah. Oregon was not phased by the tortillas. They won 38 to 30 this game was kind of a tale of two halves too. You you had Oregon came out early, jumped jumped out to I think it was like a 14 to I don't know a 15 to 3 lead and then here comes Texas Tech. Shuck they they ran him like I think it was like 29 times, so something like that. They ran him like a dog. They ran him into the dirt. But I was super impressed with Oregon here. Yeah, to be able to go to in this environment and come out with a win, um, I thought they were going to give it away at the yeah. end of the ball game. I thought there was an interception in the back of the end zone, uh, but Reva, uh, replay reviewed it and called it incomplete. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I had Oregon pretty high myself. Tough. Yeah, yeah. Everybody would have kind of – well, I would have won the week with Oregon losing. Mm-hmm. So um, – I was kind of like I actually had Oregon Love actually. Now that I think about it, that's why I was cheering for Texas Tech because I wanted yeah. to win the week. Um, right, but I was impressed with Bo Nix. Um, he played well going into this environment. Yeah, um, it's tough. Anytime you go play Texas Tech at night, um, it's 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 always going to be a tough situation. So impressed with Bo Nix. Impressed with Oregon to be able to go come through with this win, and uh, they got a turnover late. If that mm-hmm. was correct, that kind of sealed the deal for yeah. him. Um, so expect to see Bo Nix and them to make a little run right here. And yeah, um, they kind of got over their first big hump. So mm-hmm. let's see what they can do in this Big 12 and Big 12 Pac 12 uh, season. I mean, I think this was a big game for the Bo Nix Heisman campaign. I mean, mm-hmm. 32 of th- 32 of 44. Um, over 400 total yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He almost turned into Bo Picks at the end of the game again, but he yeah, he, he was out of bounds. I mean, I mean, I I I stinging had the message. I was like, oh, we we have a Bo Pick sighting. Here we go. But nope, ended up not being one man. But I was super impressed with the fight that Oregon showed. I was super impressed with the fight that Texas Tech showed. That they showed that they were able to go toe to toe with with these teams. And even though they are zero and two, I think they're still going to be a player in the Big Twelve. They might not win it just from what I've seen. They might not even make it to the title game, but they're going to upset someone. They play Texas to end the year. Could. Like they play Texas in the year, so like you could have Texas coming in there, say they're undefeated and they're kind of sleep sleepwalking. It's a Super Bowl for Texas Tech. Texas Tech's having to go into Austin. Hey, crazier things have happened. So look for Texas Tech 
to maybe upset someone and make some noise in the Big 12, regardless of their 0-2 record. There were a couple more games that we aren't going to break down in completely, just, just kind of highlight and skim through, man. I was having to stay awake. Like I was having to pry my eyes open to watch this Auburn Cal game because it was so late. It but it finished about one forty five on the East Coast. Can I say uh, something about that? Please, please. It is so dumb to me to do a ESPN two Pat McAfee broadcast when easily you could have played the Cal Auburn game on that channel. Yeah. I had them start out at like at six. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that I guarantee majority Auburn fans watch that game, the fan base for Auburn is way bigger than Cal. You could have done it. I mean, Colorado yeah. kicked off at 10, a, at 10 a.m., man. That's local time. Like, It's kind of BS to me that you make the East Coast stay up so late to watch that game um, that, I mean, really, Cal's not crazy how's not any good to me they're not crazy good they're not worth the prime time west coast slot to me mm-hmm. um, so i just think the time um that time slot for auburn and cal was, was just kind of ridiculous this is just ridiculous to me i think yeah. that was a terrible decision by espn mm-hmm. by the um pac-12 um i know hugh freeze was pretty pretty hot about it yeah. and he let he he kind of let them know about it uh when that came out uh, yeah. because now you got Auburn having to fly back at two in the morning, and then they're getting back at six a.m. and essentially they lose a day. Dude, dude, if I had to guess, it was probably later than that thing. Big thing because it because if the game ended at one one Central Time, it takes them two hours to get in the locker room, change, shower, drive half to get on the bus to get on the plane, get get everyone loaded up. So they weren't taken off till probably three central so they didn't get home till like eight o'clock in the morning eight in the morning good god dude and then you you know you don't you don't sleep well on a plane no you sleep yeah so like you essentially lost a sunday um and a day that you watch film and uh at least get to hang out with your family a little bit Mm -hmm. and well, I don't I'm, know. I think it's going to be I, a, I, I, I think it was good for you to freeze the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad they won. I'm glad they beat them to go over there, their time slot, beat them, come back. Um, I'm ready to see, though, them play Texas A&M. That's, yeah. that's when I'll be able to tell how good they are. Because I didn't really – I watched a little bit of the Auburn-Cal game. Then I watched the highlights. And I do think the time slot affected Auburn. Yes. Uh, especially late in that game, I think I think they retired. I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah, and 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 I mean, we we were able to go on the road, win an ugly game, show some guts. Eugene Asante, that boy is a dog. He was flying around from the linebacker from the linebacker position. Man, he was hauling. But he had so many tackles, especially towards the end of the game. He was really showing why who 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 he is to the people who really didn't know. But man, I am just so glad Auburn was able to go on the road, win an ugly game, show some fight. I I kind of wish we'd have a little more stability at the quarterback position, but I, I just 
Yeah, I, I just think that Hugh Freeze is just trying to do anything to win the ball game. He 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 was trying to do anything to will his team over the line, and they were able to do it. This could be a game that we look back at towards like half halfway or three fourths of the way during the season and say like, oh, this is when this Auburn team was like, oh, okay, this is who we're gonna be. We are going to have guts. We are going to fight tooth and nail to win a ball game and this maybe could be an early turning point for this team iowa 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 versus iowa state this was your typical game so dude just a super low scoring game i think the over under was like 36 and a half and and i was telling one of my friends jackson who is um in the pickles pool i was like if if you can get this at 36 and a half take it take the under hammer it because this is almost like an army navy game you just blind bet the under just because you know it's going to go under and it 100 percent went under i honestly wasn't that impressed with the um iowa offense i mean i don't think i've ever been impressed with the iowa (laughs) offense but just an ugly game but um iowa does pull it out you have any thoughts yeah Yeah, I mean, it was, like I just said, it was kind of a boring game to watch. Just Mm -hmm. You could tell Iowa State's missing players. Iowa's missing a few, too. They're both dealing with the same thing, um, gambling situation. Uh, Man, it just didn't have nothing amazing about it. The spark to it, like it usually does. Yeah, it just didn't have nothing like it usually does. No excitement Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Um, Iowa kind of pulled away from it, and Iowa State just didn't have a chance in the game. Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is, though. They were kind of making some noise towards the end of the game, but like I never at any point felt like Iowa was in real danger yeah. of losing this game. Man, from one boring game to another pretty boring game. Well, I don't want to call games boring because it's college football. It's the best sport in the world from a game that lacked pizzazz there. That the Illinois versus Kansas game on Friday night. Kansas was whooping up on them for about 45 to 50 minutes of the game. Then, for some reason, Illinois, at the end of the fourth quarter, they're they're like, oh, I think we're supposed to be playing a football game. And they kind of turn it on. But this one was a no-doubter from the beginning. We had people questioning my game choice making. But, hey. Kansas looked good, though. Yeah, um, I was doing the radio broadcast for our local high school team during this game. So I was checking the score out throughout the throughout the game and um, and try to catch a few highlights of it. Uh, Once I kind of saw the final score or once I got into the late third quarter, I was like, oh, this game's over. Yeah. Uh, Kansas offense did what it's supposed to do. It played mm-hmm. really well. I love their quarterback. Um, I like their black super, uniforms. Super pissed I didn't draft him in the quarterback <laughs> draft because he's, he's <laughs> yeah, he'd have been good. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, impressed with Kansas. We thought this game was going to be close. Mm-hmm. Uh, unsure about Illinois, but um, this one should have been close. But Illinois decided to not show up until late fourth quarter. Yeah, I think if they would have if they would have played like that the whole game, we'd have had a ball game. Yeah, um, that would have been it would have been a fun Friday night football game. Yeah, but man, Kansas just kind of dominated and won the game. Yeah, 
And then we had Wake versus Vandy. I think Vandy was a little outclassed here. Probably won't put them on the pickums anymore for the season because <laughs> we've because because we've kind of got over the early season hype with Vandy. I, I honestly wish I could have put them on this week when they play UNLV, but that is what it is. Um, this this one had a really long rain delay, so it got put over to the small screen, but not not really much to take away from this game besides Wake was a more talented team. But v- 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 Vanderbilt showed some fight, which I'm always going to be impressed with. Yeah, um, Vanderbilt made some plays. They got a stop on the goal line um, that Wake Force was getting ready to go and pretty much seal the deal, but they got a stop. So they, yeah. show, they show fight. They show that they're believing in their process. Um, it's just going to take Coach Clark a little bit to um, yeah. to kind of get those guys in there to be able to win those type of ball games. Wake Forest is just a little better right yeah. now. You know, they still got all those guys that Sam Hartman was there with. So, mm-hmm. I mean, really, they just replaced their quarterback from last year. So, yeah. still a pretty good little football team. Um, they They were just better. I mean, they were better all around, better defensively, better on special teams, better on offense. So, this was just – it kind of stinks that this got rain delayed and it got put off for so long we couldn't get it over with because it kind of yeah. the rain messed up a ton of games, especially um, on the East Coast, man. Yeah, they it messed up a ton of our schedules and stuff like that. But uh-huh. impressed with Vanderbilt that they did fight, they did play kind of well. They were in it for a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. but Wake Forest just kind of pulled away like they just, should have. Yeah, man, and one. From from one rain delay game to another one, Notre Dame was on everyone's upset alert. I mean, everyone was like, "Watch out for NC State. They we think they're gonna beat Notre Dame." The Notre Dame came in there and thumped them, thumped the crap out of NC State. I was I'm always gonna give a team props when they go on the road and do what they're supposed to do and look good doing it because you'll have those same people who are saying, Oh, in NC States, they're going to upset Notre Dame. Then whenever Notre Dame thumps and they're like, of, of course, Notre Dame is supposed to beat NC state. That, that wins, not anything going on the road and taking care of business and looking good, taking care of business. That's super impressive. So I was impressed with Notre Dame. I, I think they're, I think they're gonna be a significant player in this year's playoff just just because they play so many teams that are contenders yeah um really impressed with notre dame love sam hartman um Mm -hmm. this is the only thing i'm worried about with notre dame is i mentioned it in the group messages their offense is just a little outdated to me i don't know why i I know they lost their their offensive coordinator to bama that they had previously Mm -hmm. i think he would have been a better fit for sam because Sam was in a spread RPO type offense um, at Wake Forest, and I wish they were still in that type of offense for him. Because, dude, he can sling it around. He can throw it really well. Not saying he's not playing well right now. I just think when we go play Ohio State, or we Notre Dame goes plays Ohio State, they keep playing this schedule. Or if they do make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Can they make the plays? Do they have the guys to do it in this type of offense that they are currently running, pro pro style? 
type mm-hmm. offense. They're under center a lot. Uh, so I, so I've so I've been impressed with their receivers so far because the, 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 that that was one of the biggest question marks. Like they they look like they lack guys at the receiver position, but they have they have been impressive through the first three weeks of the season can, for them because they played in week zero. Can they beat Ohio State? I think they can. I don't know if they will. I think they could beat USC. I think they're gonna go into Clemson, and I think they're gonna beat Clemson. So I, I think so too. I think Clemson yeah. will have a bad year. Yeah. So I I think Notre Dame they could beat everyone on the rest of their schedule, but I don't know if they will. Just just because those two teams in USC and O and Ohio State they're they're both two of they're some of the best teams in college football. This is the first year, though, their schedule helps them out. Like, you can have one loss. They can have one loss to make the playoffs this year just because of their schedule yeah. and what it is. Um, yeah. Usually, they have to go undefeated. Yeah. Uh, with their, usually, they don't usually play all these teams on their schedule. So, yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's, it's fun that they're kind of good, like really good, because yeah. they, they finally got the quarterback to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun to watch them the rest of the year. I'm really excited about that Ohio State game. And I hope game that's day's there. I hope weeks. it's – yeah, I hope it's a big deal. Yeah, that's in two weeks, man. And I'm super excited for week three coming up. Um, me, you, and Logan, the week two champion, will be back on Thursday night. Um, And to break down what – I think it's a sneaky week three. This is the type of week where you'll have everyone saying, oh, it's a sleepy week. This is the week people get upset. Like, like this is the week whenever college football shows how good of a sport it truly is. Game you're looking forward to the most this weekend? Like, what's one that you – I know you're going to be working that night, but what's one that you want to watch a lot? Like, it's it's on your radar. uh, I mean, sneaky game, kind of a sicko game, and I put it in the pickums. I I want to watch James Madison versus Troy because that's going to be for the Sun Belt. I mean, that's going to be a that that's going to be a super good game. James 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 Madison is coming off of the win versus Virginia. Let, let me very rarely, very rarely do you see the spread being one and a half. That's why I put the game on there, dude, because it spreads one and a half. So I was like, this is for this. So, like, these are the best two teams in the Sun Belt, which might be the best G5 conference top to bottom. Say, like, I'm going to have to put this game on there. I'm also looking forward to Pitt versus West Virginia because it's a backyard brawl. Um, And then and then Minnesota comes down to North Carolina. That that's a game that I'm looking at. See if North Carolina and and can Florida look good this week. That's something that I'm looking forward to too. That is my only game that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up feeling sick and nauseous the whole day, 
anticipating oh, that you, game. Did you have to wait until is seven. it seven or seven thirty? Yeah, it's seven. Usually that game's three thirty CBS, and it, mm-hmm. we didn't get the time slot this year. So you um, you also get the pleasure the pleasure of listening to Chris Fowler call a Florida game touchdown oh. Gators. Yeah, this first, is this will be him. This will be him Gators. Saturday. Tennessee with the catch. Oh, he drops it for oh, a one-yard de- loss. The Florida Gator defense did a good job right there. Made him drop the pass. <laughs> dude, he, like, he, dude, he's he terrible calling the – Yeah, I don't know what his problem is. But uh, what I want to see is Graham Mertz take control of the offense, facilitate the ball, get the guys open, call you know, get us in the right um, play – and then I want to see the defense shut Milton down. That's what I was going to say. I really want to see the Florida defense get pressure on him and 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 then get pressure on him so it rushes his decision-making. So the defensive line forces him into mistakes, like forces cr- him to – yeah. The crowd is going to be just electric. Electric. This is going to be the loudest stadium he plays in all year, possibly. Um, we will he, see. He does go to Tuscaloosa now. We're louder than them. We've caused earthquakes. Um, yeah. They have not. And they're they're going to be a little salty coming in that game. True. Anyways. This will be the crowd will be a factor. Like you were saying, the defensive line is going to be huge. I think our personnel is set up better this year to defend them than we were last year. Mm-hmm. Had a bunch of old, slow linebackers this year. We got a bunch of young guys who are fast defensively, DB wise. We are playing better on the back end. What kind of helps us is I know McNeese State is not good. Don't give me, I mean, they're not good, but they run that. Super spread out spread offense. Kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, dude, they were outside the hashes, close to the sideline. So we kind of got a a week to kind of get lined up, what we want to do, what we want to yeah. see, just kind of practice a few things. So I'm excited to see that. I want to see the run game get going too. Mm-hmm. Well, want to see that against Tennessee. We can break that game down a little more with Logan on Thursday, but I've had a blast here tonight with you. Well, we got to make sure to tell these folks to subscribe again, man. Subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the College Football Experience. We're almost a month away from going to our first game, getting all that film down. I am pumped, excited to bring you all of that content. Will, do you got any last words before we sign off? No, I don't. Y'all have a great week. Um, See you Thursday. Please follow us on all our social media platforms if you're watching right below us. Yes, sir. That's a beautiful graphic that you made, Will. And I will talk to you Thursday, my friend. See you. See y'all.